0: The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Hey, hey, weekend's almost here. Yes, it is Friday. It is just after 630. So good to have you here with us. John Scholes, along with Savannah Tamarkin, Albert Klein, Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, representing right there the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. You can uh, reach out, by the way, if you've got friends or family outside of Quebec, across this country, pretty much they can help you. Um, just call the number, right? toll free, one 855 821 5900help at disabilityrights.ca. That's the email address we're going to go to here in just a bit. And uh, we do every week on the show, and of course it's the email you want to use outside the uh, half hour of the show to get in touch with Savannah or Albert or the respective teams. I'll give you another website, a couple more throughout the show, but one at a time. right? This one, amazing. Short, concise, easy to digest memos about all things LTD. It's like Lego. Real simple. No legal speak. Layman's terms. So even I can navigate it. Ltd FAQ. If you've not checked that out, give it a look, and it's really, uh, really simple to use. want to get into this uh, right away, guys. We're talking about three important things to remember about your LTD adjuster. At some time or another, if you're going on LTD, you make a claim, you get put on claim, you're going to be dealing with one of these people. The adjuster is going to be your conduit to the company. And uh, if things get ugly, again, that's why Savannah and Albert and their teams are there. To, uh, to support you for sure. Number one, Savannah, I'll throw this one uh, your way, insurance adjusters make assumptions and decisions based on the information provided by their own consultants. Break that down for me, Bill. So this
2: is really interesting to understand, John, insurance adjusters often make assumptions and decisions based on uh, information that they get from their own consultants. And when we're talking about consultants, we're talking about individuals that the insurance company has hired to help them make decisions about these LTD claims. Now this can be in the context of uh, a medical examination, what they call an independent medical examination, an IME. And by the way, these things are never independent because the insurance company is the one that chooses which doctor assesses you. Uh, They hand select them and then they pay them for their report. So you can just imagine to whom the loyalty lies, you know, with whom it lies uh, from these doctors. Now, some of these consultants are not doctors at all, some of them are uh, non-MDs and some of of these consultants, by the way, you will never know as a claimant that the insurance company was speaking with. In other words, in many instances, a person's LTD, long-term disability benefits, ends up getting cut off as a result of a review, a paper review of your file by someone that the insurance company has hired on the side or who they have on their roster. And so what's important to understand here is that even though you know you are disabled, your doctors have confirmed to you and to the insurance company that you are disabled from working and therefore you should qualify and get long-term disability benefits, many of these adjusters will simply terminate your benefits and tell you that you no longer qualify because in their opinion or in the opinions of their consultants, doctors or other people that they've hired... You are no longer totally disabled or they believe that you can do some other work if you are approaching that two year period, that, that uh, change of definition date where, you know, the, the, the requirement for you getting LTD is no longer can you do the essential tasks of your own occupation, but any occupation for which you're suited for. So it's really important to understand that insurance adjusters operate on assumptions just like you and I, right? We're all human beings except that these adjusters always have in their mind, you know, this this motivation to figure out how they can stop paying you. How can the insurance company save money by stopping your benefits? Unfortunately, that's the case. And, and what you also need to understand is that we know that we as lawyers who deal in this field, Albert and I and the rest of our team, we know how to fight against that. And we know how to help you in the event that the insurance company, in fact, tells you that in their opinion, your benefits should stop. We know how to force them to, to pay you what you're owed. Guys, again, one 855 821
1: to reach out. Three important things to remember about your LTD adjuster. Number two, Albert, throwing this one towards you, pal. It's common for adjusters to skim and misinformation in a claimant's file. Why is that?
0: I mean, we see it all the time. And not to, not to overgeneralize here, but oftentimes these adjusters are coming right out of school. They don't have any medical training. And then they're tasked with looking at these very voluminous uh, files of, of various claimants and various applicants. And sometimes someone's medical file can be thousands and thousands of pages. I know because I read them myself. And, uh, and so often what happens is they, they, they have a certain amount of time to make a decision and they have to go through tons and tons of medical documents. So it's only natural that they're going to miss information. Not to mention they often aren't actually even speaking with the applicant. So there's going to be a lot of of disconnects in terms of what they read and what is the actual situation. Sometimes a little bit more context is needed to understand exactly what someone's limitations are, how it pertains to their ability to work, what their job duties were, and getting a better sense from that particular person as to why they say they can't work. And often a lot of these things are missed. So this is very common. uh, And the good thing is that when these adjusters are a little bit sloppy, and when they fail to do their due diligence and cross their dot their eyes and cross their T's, it becomes much easier for us to undermine their decision, and for, much easier for us to fight their decision and ultimately overturn it.
1: Third one is this: guys, adjusters are obligated obligated to behave in good faith with claimants and should not cause additional stress or
2: harm. This is something, unfortunately, that adjusters do not take too hard or perhaps are not told by their managers that they have to do. Look, everyone knows that we have insurance for the purpose of having peace of mind. That's the purpose of insurance. And by the way, courts have said that, insurance themselves, insurance companies themselves have said that. They advertise that on TV, in newspapers, online, radio. They say, look, you know, hire us, uh, you know, get car insurance from us, house insurance, travel insurance, right? They're telling you they're going to be there for you. And so, you know, it's understood that they're going to be there for you when the going gets tough. Unfortunately, in the long-term disability context, after months or years of having gotten paid LTD premiums for the policies, when you really need them there, they will turn around in many instances and simply deny your claim or cut you off prematurely or try and pressure you back to work. The problem is when people call us, These insurance adjusters don't just do that, but sometimes they're being very aggressive, very abrasive, uh, and just very disrespectful towards individuals. And that is a big problem. They're not allowed to do that. They have to treat you in good faith. That is actually something that they must do legally. Uh, it, you know, the, the relationship you have with insurance companies, it's a contractual relationship. It's based on the policy of insurance. That is the contract that defines the, the obligations that you have vis-a-vis them and the obligations that they have towards you. But it's not the same thing as having a contract with, with a contractor that comes to your house to, you know, paint uh, your walls or to, to maybe build up your basement. It's not the same thing. Insurance companies must have a, they have a duty of good faith towards you. They must treat you with respect. And what we tell people, John, is when you have an adjuster that is being aggressive or is making you feel anxious or is exacerbating your condition, and many of these claimants, by the way, suffer from mental health illnesses, and so these adjusters are exacerbating those conditions, one thing we tell people is if that happens, first of all, inform your doctors, make sure your doctors note this down in the records that the adjuster of the insurance company that's paying you LTD is causing you this. And secondly, write to this adjuster by email so that we have it in writing, that this is what's happening, that their demeanor towards you, that how they're speaking with you, what they're saying to you, that that's exacerbating your condition. It's causing you more anxiety. It's, it's causing you to regress. Make sure that's in writing. We don't care if the adjuster responds back or if they take issue with what you write. The point is you have put it there in writing so that if down the road, we have to intervene, we as lawyers on your behalf and go after the insurance company, we're going to go after them for everything, not only for the benefits that they owe you, But potentially, if there is really egregious conduct, or if the way they're dealing with you is really underhanded, we can go after them for a lot more than what they just owe you. We can go after them for what's called punitive damages Mm -hmm. and aggravated damages. These These are, these are, these are, these are the type of, of damages that are supposed to punish the insurance company. So it's not just compensation, it's also to punish them. Again, the, the bar is fairly high for that, but I have seen cases, Albert has seen cases, Where there is just no rhyme or reason. The adjuster is just being very difficult and knows that they're causing stress, additional stress for the claimant. Uh, and and we've used that. We've used that against insurance company. Now, I want to go back to a point Albert made, John, if I can. For number two, that adjusters oftentimes skim and misinformation a claimant's file. I agree with everything he said. Here's the interesting thing people need to understand. When we start a legal claim against an insurance company, right? When you have a case where an insurance company denied A long-term disability application or they cut off benefits from someone who is receiving ltd once we get involved and once we file that legal claim against the insurance company the rules of the game change and what i mean by that is that the insurance company has to fork over their file we get to see the guts of their decision-making process so how do we know that they've missed information well because we have their file we can literally skim through not just the medical documents from our clients own doctors and treatment providers but we can take a look at the notations made by the adjuster. We can see if there are any consultants. That was the first point we spoke about, right? Anyone that the insurance company had consulted, quote unquote, about your file. We can literally go through everything and we pick out all the mistakes that the adjuster has made, that the insurance company has made, and we then use that like a boomerang against them. And that's how we force them to the table to pay our clients what they're owed. Guys, it's a good
1: start. We've got to take a, a quick break and get to lots more. We're going to dive into your emails. You can send one along. It may not make it on the show today. It may be a private email. That's fine. We'll leave it off the show. You can just send it to Albert or Savannah and carry on from there. How do you do it? Help at disabilityrights.ca. And the phone number, of course, always call in. That is my disability, pardon me, 1 855 821 5900. And my disabilityquestions.com. Good website, free, anonymous. You can ask your questions there. Database is searchable. So maybe a similar one already asked and answers. So use that at your, uh, at your leisure as well. Lots more coming up here. The Disability Law Show, the Friday night edition continues. Hang on.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: All right, we're back. Disability Law Show. You're just about into a weekend. We hope you learn something every half hour here on a Friday with the show. Love doing it. Savannah Tamarkin here, Albert Klein as well. To reach out to these fellas and their team, 1 855 821 5900. Always tell you to just pick up the phone and call them. If you have a question, something maybe came to mind while we'll listening to the show or our weekend shows as well, or the TV show, uh, just call them. Ask a question question, or if you do have an issue with your insurer, uh, don't hesitate for sure to give them a call. Help at disabilityrights.ca. Is that email address? Okay, guys, first one up is Vicki he says, hey guys, I'm in the LTD appeal application process as of this week. I'm off for mental health reasons, uh, burnout, fatigue, lack of focus, depression, stress, anxiety. Am I being, uh, I'm being denied by my long-term disability insurer because they say I've suffered from anxiety in the past after being a caregiver for my late sister. They're referencing the 24-month clause, etc. My psychologist and family doctors support me. Long story short, I'm completely getting the runaround. Am I wasting my time with an appeal? By the way, uh, I'm not an individual who's needing to be offered an extended period of time. My claim approved. uh, My claim, if approved, would have started September of 2022. Since my claim application, I've lost my father. I'm told that a PTSD diagnosis is the only thing which differs. They have offered to waive LTD benefits fees, whatever that means. Guys, how do we help Vicky?
0: All right, Vicky. Well, thank you very much for emailing in. and sorry that you haven't been feeling so well. Uh, Lots to unpack with your email. Uh, So thank you for writing in. Um, Needless to say, first and foremost, I definitely think you should speak with a lawyer and you should absolutely not waste your time with an appeal. Uh, we spoke countless times about how successful appeals usually are and really at the end of the day for the most part it's a process that's designed to keep you in abeyance and to keep you waiting for a decision because ultimately the longer that they keep you waiting without pay the more likely it is that you're going to have to return back to work and not to say appeals never ever ever work but they rarely do i get count I get contacted countless times over and over again anytime I speak with someone and we never pressure people to say not that they absolutely shouldn't appeal but usually what I do try and say is that most of the time you're wasting your time and what I usually find is that three four five months down the road I get a call from that same person that I spoke with who says you know what I wish I listened to you I wish I didn't appeal Albert let's start the process now but now they're five months down the road and that's five months we could have spent working on their case. There's a lot to unpack with your email. Uh, needless to say, it, it does sound like you're incapable of working. It sounds like they're just really throwing mud at the wall to see what sticks. I mean, they've referenced a 24-month clause, which doesn't really make sense because uh, usually the 24-month clause pertains to the change of definition, uh, meaning that they're looking at the, uh, the point at which you're supposed to be assessed from an any occupation uh, sort of analysis where they're trying to assess whether or not you can work in a different job. But because you're only applying now, it should be a question of whether or not you can work in your own job. As well, they're offering to waive LTD benefits, uh, which generally speaking means that they're going to waive the premiums if they believe that you are disabled. So. There's a lot of inconsistencies here in, wh- in, what, uh, in what they're actually telling you. Uh, I think you need to get a denial letter in writing so that you know exactly the reasons that they are denying you. So it's not done over the phone. They can't go back on what they say. Provide me with that letter, and I'm happy to help you navigate this. Uh, so a lot of this isn't really making sense, but we're going to help you walk through this. Savannah, so, anything to add?
2: Yeah, I think you covered a lot of very good points here with the appeal process and also the pre-existing. Incidentally, the uh, website that John mentioned, uh, LTDFAQ, long-term disability frequently asked questions, dot uh, CA. That website contains those memos, those free memos for the public where they answer really the most common questions about certain issues. And one of the memos that was just really recently uploaded, which I know Albert was one of the lawyers that helped uh, prepare it. And it's really, really good. It's about pre-existing exclusions. Now look. Insurance policies, long-term disability policies often do contain exclusions that exclude you from getting benefits if you have uh, a condition that disables you that has been pre-existing within a certain period of the time before you signed up to the policy. Uh, What's important to understand here is that it's not always black and white. It really does depend. So, for example, here Vicky is mentioning John uh, that uh, she has a PTSD diagnosis, and that happened as a result of losing her father. That's potentially a different diagnosis than the other pre-existing issues she had: the burnout, fatigue, lack of focus, depression, right. etc. And, and so, what we find sometimes is that there is a variety, or there is, uh, you know, let's say, because I'm, not, I'm saying it's not black and white, there is there is a variety of arguments that we can use. When we're looking at the medical documentation to get around the pre-existing clause, we're not—we're not, you know—in any way stretching the law or or breaking the law or or somehow cheating. We're simply coming up with an argument as to why the insurance company is actually obligated to pay her benefits. That's what our job is as lawyers—to make sure that we advocate for our clients. We have to look at every angle possible because. Insurance companies, that's what they do, right? They're looking for every angle they see possible to deny claims, to cut off benefits. And so we do it on the other side, okay? We help people with that. Uh, And and so that's what you need to understand, Vicky, is as Albert said, we need to see the denial letter, we need to see the medical documentation, we need to understand a bit more about your condition, your pre-existing condition, or any issues you had before from a mental health standpoint. And we need to compare that with what's disabling you now. And the reality is that maybe there is a pre-existing component to your claim, but maybe there isn't, right? We don't know. We have to see, you know, we have to compare and we have to look at it. We have to drill down. And we, we're we able to do it. This is what we do. We look at medical documents all the time. We look at these contracts all the time. And we're pretty good, I can tell you, based on our track record. And if you go to our website on Google, you'll look at some of the, the reviews we have there. We're, we're very good at getting insurance companies to the table and reversing those denials or forcing insurance companies to enter some kind of settlement discussions because they understand that if we take this all the way, they're going to do really, really badly in court.
1: Guys, it's the evening of pre-existing conditions. Let's move down to uh, to Bonnie writes in. Again, it's help at disabilityrights.ca says, Hi, my insurance company just declined my long-term disability, indicating pre-existing conditions. I have some conditions. One new diagnosis this year is IBS on uh, new meds. They claim my IBS is linked to my other bowel conditions. I've been on for years and a medication. I've requested uh, policy provisions to be highlighted and detailed explanation for his decision. Please help. I'm in pain throughout my body. Lost a lot of weight, stress. I was previously diagnosed with fibromyalgia and one on Norgesic. I believe that's the pill or the uh, medication. I told my current doctor what triggered it. I cannot find my old doctor who diagnosed me back in 91. As well, I've been off work since May on starvation wages.
2: Now, no income since September. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible, John. And again, I, I feel for Bonnie, just like with Vicky and everybody else. Remember, when these individuals are applying for long-term disability, it's because they cannot work. They can they can't put food on the table. Right. There's no money coming in. The bills are piling high. Sometimes many of these individuals have kids. They have expenses. So, you know, in a way, if you think about it, I mean, insurance companies are doing what they're designed to do, which is to save money or make money for their shareholders and whoever else is benefiting from all these billions of dollars of premiums that they're collecting. You know, but the average person, Bonnie, Vicky, other people out there who thought they had coverage and now you know, they see that they don't, they don't have that safety net that the insurance company had advertised, you know, they're in a bind. What are they going to do? Now, there are some social programs they can apply to, government programs. And again, we have a memo on our website, ltdfaq.ca, that, that you know, gives you some ideas about what kind of government programs you can access. But the reality is Bonnie may be entitled here to long-term disability. The insurance company may have incorrectly and unjustly uh, uh, denied her claim. And she's talking about the fact that she now has IBS, it's a new diagnosis. Or well, if it's a new diagnosis, why is she being denied on the basis of a pre-existing condition? Well, the reason is because insurance companies, unfortunately, uh, they read their pre-existing provisions in the LTD policy very liberally. They like to expand it. They like to capture whatever they can in it so they can say, aha, you see, because of that provision, we are going to deny your claim. But here's a little secret that the insurance company doesn't tell you and that most people don't know. Courts across this country, across Canada, have said time and time again that exclusions in insurance companies, any insurance policy, sorry, insurance policies, any insurance policy, a house insurance policy, a car insurance policy, a travel insurance policy, a long-term disability insurance uh, policy, exclusions must be read narrowly. What does that mean? It means that if the exclusion provision doesn't fit precisely within the circumstances, the facts of the case, it will not get triggered. Now, this person, Bonnie here, has done exactly what we would tell others to do, which is that she's requested a copy of the policy from her adjuster. She's asked for the provisions, the precise provisions, the exclusion provisions to be highlighted and a detailed explanation for their decision. Question whether or not the insurance company is going to give everything to her they ought to, If they don't, we can get involved. We should get involved anyways because she's been denied. And I tell this to everyone, John. If you are denied long-term disability benefits for any reason whatsoever, don't try to take the insurance company on your own. You can try, but you are most likely you will fail. Why? Because they're not afraid of you. Unless you're in the industry, unless you are like us where this is what we do for a living, we go after these insurance companies and we use every legal tool that we have. You're just not, they're not going to be faced by you. They're just going to make you run around, you know, uh, run on, a, on a, you know, like a hamster on a wheel. A- and that means you'll get frustrated more. It means that you're going to get into more debt. It means that you're going to be, uh, uh, you know, desperate. You're going to be more anxious, more depressed, and you're going to give up. And that's their dream scenario for you to oh. give up. So that's what I want to say here. I know Albert's dealt with a lot of pre-existing conditions. I'd like to hear what he says. But my point is, Bonnie, we need to see the documentation, and then we can tell you what your options are. Albert, what, what, what do you have to say about this?
0: I mean, I mean generally, I agree and with everything that you've said. They, they always try and link one condition to another condition. And, I mean, on the surface, it looks like your IBS is uh, completely separate to your other bowel conditions. So, I mean, I think there's an argument even just on that. On, on the face of that, that we can make that this is a brand new condition. Oftentimes, what ends up happening is we need to review all of the medical records in full. We need to look at the specific pre-existing period, uh, which pertains to your policy, and see if it relates. And then oftentimes, we work directly with your doctors to uh, to try and see if there is some some argument that we can advance. And of course, we're not, once again, we're not breaking the law. We're not advancing any arguments that we shouldn't. Uh, But oftentimes, there is a solution. And so just because you see a pre-existing condition exclusion, don't take it at face value. Oftentimes, you have these adjusters, which is what we were speaking about at the the beginning of this uh, radio session. And they haven't actually reviewed all of the medical documents. They don't know everything that has happened in the past. They don't know all of the different conditions and how they relate. And they're also not doctors. So they don't understand at a medical level whether or not this is the same condition as your previous condition. And so oftentimes there's a very easy explanation, sometimes that I'm not even able to uh, able to, uh, to speak to, and we need to get your doctors to put something in writing. So needless to say, definitely you should fight this. Definitely you should speak with a lawyer and at least understand your rights.
1: Great stuff, guys. Always educational. And uh, we uh, tell people, you know, it's good to listen to the show, but don't hesitate to reach out now that we're done and get uh, some satisfaction for yourself or a friend, maybe a colleague that's dealing with this type of problem too. Don't uh, don't sit back and wait. 1-855-821-5900. That's the number to reach out to. Savan and Albert, they got a great team behind them across the country outside of Quebec. You can be taken care of. Email address, we always go to, as mentioned, help at disabilityrights.ca. The website, mydisabilityquestions.com. And a good companion to that, once one, Savannah, referenced it, uh, a few times during the show, quick, easy to digest and read memos about LTD, all kinds of different topics. Drop-down menu is called ltdfaq.ca. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.